I am Linda. And I'm Sarah. I'm a boomer mom. I'm a millennial daughter. And we're here to talk about relationships. All kinds of relationships. So without further ado, let's, let's get, get relational. relational. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Relational. Today, we're talking about one of our favorite topics. I don't know. I think they're all our favorite topics. But this one is, you are worthy. Yes. Very important thing to be thinking about and looking at because worthiness plays such a huge part in um, in your life and how you see yourself and how you interact with people and how you literally go about doing normal things, um, which yeah. is really interesting. And it's not even like big things. Sometimes it's small things. I was just sharing with Sarah the other day that um, I had some credit at a uh, running shoe store. And um, I don't run anymore, but I do like to buy high quality walking shoes there. And I thought, oh, I can't buy any because the shoes I have right now are fine. And I can't own more than one pair of that kind of shoe. And I'm like, whoa, who told me that? Yeah. Like, where did that rule come from? And, you know, when I was her age, I did not have a lot of money. I didn't have a lot of shoes. I had, you know, a pair of shoes for hiking, a pair of shoes for, for church. And then a pair of shoes for walking. And at some point I started being able to have another pair of like athletic shoes, uh, like running shoes or cross trainers or whatever. But it was so funny that I just had this feeling of like, oh, I'm not worthy of having an extra pair of, of running shoes. Yeah. It's, it's not right. I, I, I shouldn't do that. So what I, we, what I started talking with Sarah about was, you know, who defines your worth? And who are you letting define your worth and whether you're worthy of having that pair of shoes or whether you're worthy of taking that day off or whether you're worthy of having a partner or a friendship or whatever. Who's defining that? Whose voice is it that's telling you you're unworthy when you get that going in your head? Yeah, and, and the thing is, it, it might just be one voice. It could be a couple of different voices depending on the situation because um, there may have been people in your past uh, either as a child, young adult, uh, even even as an adult, you know, 15 years ago that said something to you and like that's the voice that pops into your head in like really specific scenarios based on like where and when they said that thing. So um, it's take a look at, you know, what are the rules that you're setting for yourself? Like what are you not allowing yourself to do because some little voice in your head is like, no, you can't do that. That's just, that's not okay. You know, where, look at that. You, like, take a day. I encourage you to take a day um, where you take note of just going about your daily business. Where are you stopping yourself? What voice in your head is stopping you from doing something that you want to do? That's saying you can't do this because such and such and such. Yeah, you know, for me, I, I really believe that most of our voices in our head come from uh, birth to age seven. A lot of the imprints happen there. But Sarah's right. There are other times when there's been a significant person in your life who's told you something that you believed, that you weren't good enough, that you weren't the right kind of partner, um, that you would never fit in, that, you know, whatever it is, you know, there's lots of messages that are out there. But one of the things I used to look at was um, when I was feeling really unworthy and not good enough in work I was doing, I had a little post-it note that would say, how does God see you? And um, the, the truth is God sees you as absolute perfection. And there is nothing for you to do to earn that uh, designation that you are perfection, right? And so I thought, well, who am I not to think that I'm a good person? Who am I to think I'm not good enough when God 
really likes the creation that has been created here. And so I would, would start just having a sense of humor when I had some of those not good enough voices and I'd go, oh yeah, that's just my dad's stuff. Uh, you know, I had a lot of, of challenge growing up with um, dad stuff. And so it, I just got to have a sense of humor about it, which as you know, if you've been listening to us at all, is one of the ways we approach everything. Yeah. And so to have a sense of humor is like, oh yeah, that's just the dad voice again. Uh, it's not real. And that's the thing is like that voice is not real. You are giving it a reality by giving into it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, really looking at your own worthiness and your own ability to show up in the world fully you. We talk about this all the time because because yes. Sarah really has a big personality, even though she's an introvert. You know, she is loud. She's funny. She's sarcastic. She has all these things. Very opinionated. Very opinionated. <laughs> and she is, as we say, she's not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. And we say this partly as, as a, a, a joke because when she was studying abroad, she had a roommate that said, I'm everyone's cup of tea. I just get along with everyone. And we had such great conversations about that. And neither of us aspire to be everyone's cup of tea. You, you know, it's, you can't. Not really. You well, can. you can't and be true to yourself. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's that's the caveat there is that, like, if you're going to be everyone's cup of tea, then you're going to have to pick and choose how you show up. And so if you want to live your life that way, that's fine. Like, you can you can choose to do that. Like, that's not, like, saying that's, like, you shouldn't do that. If that's how you would like to show up, then that's on you. Like, that's your decision. But um, it, it, it means you're, you're putting yourself in different boxes. And so you're not able to fully expand into who you can be um, when you're doing that. So Yeah. In my long-term relationship, I really turned myself into a pretzel trying to fit into the right box and, and like make everything so it would work. And I just totally lost my sense of self and my own sense of worthiness and, and my own sense of worth. Worthiness and worth are a little bit different. But... You know, as I look at all the things that I did to try to fit in, I lost part of who I was. And I, I realize now that if the people around me think I'm too much, just like Sarah, mm-hmm. if I'm too much, I'm too intense, I'm, I'm too whatever, um, they're not my people. And I can dial it down to be around with them if I need to, to be around them. But they are not my people. I am not going to seek them out to mm-hmm. spend more time with. And that's okay. Yeah. Even if it's a family member... I have family members I absolutely adore and I can uh, tolerate them in certain kinds of environments and certain amounts of time. And uh, I have learned to just become a little bit more um, uh, quiet and and, um, reserved around them. So I don't invite the the kind of uh, loud uh, argumentative discussions that are prevalent in my family. I don't really like them anymore. And so I don't want to do it. And so I try not to get myself into place where I'm in that because it just feels like it doesn't feel good. And so, you know, one of the things we're all about is you get to pick and choose who you're with and how you're spending time with them. Um, You may have a toxic child. You may have a toxic parent. You may have a toxic friend. And some of those relationships are easier to let go of than others. And it's, it's okay for you to look at whether those relationships are defining your worth in a way it just doesn't feel good anymore. Yeah, I think I and the thing is it's like, you know, do look at like what how you define worth too, because that that's the other thing. Like what we mean by being worthy is that you deserve anything that your heart desires. Like that that's 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 
that's the ultimate, you know, viewpoint of being worthy is that, you know, you deserve whatever it is that you want. You deserve the life you want. You deserve the, your, your, um, ideal relationship. You deserve to have fantastic relationships. You deserve the perfect job, your dream job. Like you deserve all of those things. But what can happen is, you know, that there, there's hurdles like in your own head that are preventing you from reaching those things because of various reasons. Um, but being worthy comes from first and foremost is understanding like your value as a person. So, you know, what are characteristics in other people that you value? Uh, kindness, uh, gentleness, you know, they make time for you. They put forth effort in your relationship. Are those things, if like, for example, like those things you might value in another person, but you do those things too. So why don't you value those in yourself? So what can happen is oftentimes it will get lost in our, like our own value. Like we'll sort of forget about it. Um, but value things that um, other people do for us that we do for other people. But we don't see it as valued, like valuable, but that's the thing it, it is. So like, look at where um, in your life are um, you valuing people um, for, for uh, different sort of personality traits or the things that they do for you or the things that they do for other people that you see them do. Um, and where, and, and then take that and reflect that back on yourself. Like, what are you doing those same things? Are you proud of yourself for doing those things? Are you saying like, oh, like this doesn't change anything? Um, because then, then, because then that's about, um, you need to value yourself then you need to be taking like what you see as valuable from other people and be, and be saying that I wait, I, I am value. I have value for doing this. By doing this you have value not just for what you do but just for who you are yeah and um, I, and one of the things I was thinking as you were talking about that was you may admire those traits in other people but you don't give them to yourself mm-hmm. and so you're not kind to yourself you're not gentle with yourself you're super demanding um, you you talk badly to yourself self-talk is a big part of the worthiness thing mm-hmm. you know to be able to to tell yourself that you are worth my, one of my favorite um, cycling instructors says, you are worth more than a smaller pair of pants. And that has really just cha- transformed so many people's lives because they attach so much to um, losing weight, to being smaller, all of that stuff. And she's like, no, you are fine just the way you are. Maybe you have big thighs. Maybe you have a big butt. You know, maybe you, you are thicker than other people in certain parts of your, your body. It doesn't matter. You are still worthy and you yeah. don't have to fix anything. Just who you are in yourself is fine. And I think sometimes we get all caught up in who we're supposed to be in the world and how we're supposed to behave. And, and that's why we really want to talk about who is letting, who are you letting define your worth and what voices really carry that through on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, and that's the, you know, for Sarah, uh, uh, her suggestion about spending that day looking at it and listening, you know, whose voice is that? Mm-hmm. I do a regular thing of that now. Uh, and, and I started that a number of years ago. And it's, if I feel self-critical, I'm like, wait, 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 whose voice is that? Is that my voice? Am I really that self-critical? Or is this something I learned in childhood or something I learned in this other relationship? And let it go. You know, just like, well... 
if I find the way I am, who am I? Yeah, you're enough as you are. And, and that's something that um, I think a lot of women struggle with. Just a lot of, it, not like a lot of women struggle with this, but just people in general struggle with this, no matter your gender identity. Um, it's like that you are enough. Because there's so many things that we're bombarded by, like how you're supposed to look, what you're supposed to be doing, um, you know, how you're supposed to be behaving. And there's so, again, there's so much judgment. Um, and so we, if we are start internalizing that judgment, then we start thinking that we're not enough for, for anything that we want, you know? Um, but that the thing is that, no, you are enough. Like, as you are, you are enough. And you can always work to better yourself. Um, but that doesn't change your enoughness. So, yeah. like, your value as a person does not decrease or or go up by doing certain things. It's like you are, it's you're like a fixed point in the universe, basically. Like, your value is a fixed point. It cannot be changed. It just exists as, as it is. So, like, there's nothing that's going to decrease that. There's nothing. But, and, and it's not like you can your value is going to be more than someone else's value. Like, no, 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 no. Everyone's value is equal too. That's a hard one for a lot of people. Yes. I mean, I, I still struggle with this. Like, this is something <laughs> like, um, that I, I can, I can struggle with that. Uh, I'll, I'll catch myself in certain um, moments with my self talk. And I've actually made changes to how I talk to myself. Um, especially in regards to play video games um, there's a whole rage culture in video games, basically, where um, people get really frustrated and then they sort of will, like, rage quit, and meaning they'll just quit the game, like, turn it off and not come back for a while. Um, but it also starts with, uh, if you mess up, people can get really critical and harsh on themselves. So I've started changing, I've, I've changed the language that I use. So I'm like, you know, like, if I mess up or something, I'm like, instead of being like, oh, I'm an idiot, being like, oh, that was just a potato moment. All good. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, and I love that because we can all like just call something a potato moment. It's like, yeah. oh, I yelled at my kid. Oh, that was a potato moment. Let me go apologize. You know, yeah. so, so sometimes there's an action you need to take because yeah. you realize you had a potato moment. Yeah. Um, or but, you just goobered. That's the other thing I, yeah. I use. I was a goober. I goobered. Like, you know, and, and the thing is, it's relating to making a mistake, but having a sense of humor about it. And that's what I try to do. It's just like, I can't be too serious you can't be too serious about every single little thing that you do. Like you can't overanalyze it. That then then it's like you're you're not gonna get out of this little tiny box that you're putting yourself in if you're too afraid to like make the slightest mistake. Um, like you you're if you make a mistake, your value doesn't decrease. You're still worthy. You're still enough. You still deserve things. Um, yeah, and the biggest thing is lighten up. Yeah. Like you know, it is most times it is not that serious. Like why are you making it so serious? Like, lighten up, have a little more fun, call yourself potato or goober or whatever. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I, just figure out who you are, what you love, and why you're amazing. You know, and just, like, really open up to the fact that you are amazing. And if the people around you don't reflect that and aren't letting you know that, maybe they're not your people. And maybe they just don't know that you don't know. Maybe they assume you know you're amazing. I love it when my friends like say something nice to me, like, wow, you do so much. I really appreciate that, um, that you did that. Or I really love that episode. At first it was a little uh, nerve wracking when we realized our friends and family members were listening to our episodes. Um, we're like, oh wait, people we know are going to listen. Um, and cause it feels closer, you know? 
And so, but I love it when people acknowledge it and say, I love what you're doing. That is so fantastic. And uh, I don't really want to need that external validation, but the truth is it feels good. Yeah, it feels so good when someone acknowledges whatever you're doing for, like it just acknowledges you and sees you. And that's, that's something that a lot of us don't get is that, um, that noticing someone being able yeah. to see you and like see what you're doing and stop and say, Hey, you're doing a really great job. Like, thank you for existing. You're a beautiful person. You know, like we don't, it's, it's like, we're not taught to do that. So no, and women want to brush off every compliment they get. Oh, that's yeah. a really nice top. Oh, I got it on sale. Who cares if you got it on sale? It's just a really nice top. Yeah. I like it. It's cute on you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. What's up with having to like make an excuse for it? Like we shouldn't have gotten it or something? Like if we paid full price, that compliment wasn't good? You know, it's like, ah, oh, that shirt looks really fantastic. Thank you. That's, that's thank you is a complete sentence. You don't have to justify anything. We justify so many yeah. things because we don't feel worthy of having nice things mm -hmm. and, um, uh, and uh, of receiving. And so check in with yourself. Where are you blocking the receiving? So many women who don't feel like they're seen in their relationships don't open themselves to receiving. They don't open themselves to um, really feeling what the partner is trying to express or even the friend. And so I really would love for you to look at the places where you're pushing away the receiving. When someone is offering you something, they're offering you a gift and you don't feel worthy so you push it away. What would happen in your life if you accepted every good thing coming your way and did not block that energy. What would happen if you allowed that good to come in and fill you up and you feel loved and yummy and, and just like so expansive? What would your life be like then? Yeah. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and, and that's something that I really like to do. Um, I actually, while you were talking, I just realized, I think, um, Sometimes I think I buy, I get stuff for myself all the time because I like to feel good and I, little things make me feel good. So I do the little things. Um, but I think I also forget that uh, I don't have to just receive things for myself, that I can receive things from other people because I don't ask a lot from other people like anywhere in my life. I'm very self-sufficient in that way. But at the same time, um, being self-sufficient is good, but I also need to be able to receive too. I give a lot. I'm, I'm very much a giver. Um, but you got to receive too. So that's important. And that's something that I still work on as well. Yeah. Th there is something magical that happens in your life when you receive. And, uh, one of the things I was thinking about as we were working on this episode is there's a movie out right now called Yes Day. And it's about a family, um, where the, the mom has gotten super strict and like everything's no, no, no. And so this school psychologist tells her about this concept of a yes day that we give to your kids. And um, watch the movie. I don't want to go into all the detail about it, but it's really a fabulous um, movie. But I saw that some of my friends are starting to do it in their relationships. Oh. And I thought, what a beautiful thing to do in your romantic relationships. But what if we did that with our kids, with our friends, um, with coworkers? You know, and, and there are ground rules you, you put together, like... Um, uh, they had a bunch of ground rules in the movie, but then they, they decided to break some of the ground rules because the moms got so into yes and just lightened up and had so much fun. So, you know, what are the things that you would say yes to yourself to today? 
And so what are the things you would, who would you like to have a yes day with? What would the ground rules be like? And um, you have to get people uh, kind of into the idea. And your ground rules have to respect your boundaries. Like if I had a yes day with Sarah, I would say no to jumping out of an airplane. Not that she would ask, but I know that's one of my boundaries. I have no interest in jumping out of an airplane. And so, and one of the other boundaries was you can't go get a, something that's going to um, require future care. You can't go get a dog uh, that day, that kind of thing. And so, you know, really look at a day for yourself where you say yes to yourself and then a day with somebody important to you where you say uh, yes to each other. And so one person gets a yes day one day and the other person gets a yes day the other day. But I was thinking about little things like, you know, do you buy the, the more expensive glass of wine or do you buy the cheapest one on the menu? And do you say yes to dessert? Yes to dessert might be a um, wrong thing for you in terms of what makes you feel good. So your yes might be saying no. Sugar today isn't going to make me feel good. And so I'm not going to have that dessert. But if, uh, there are certain days when a yes to the dessert is absolutely in order. And I, I had friends, Sarah and I actually traveled with the husband um, a couple of years ago and they do the uh, dessert eat dessert first tour and they've been they haven't been doing that this year but they were traveling around the world and they would show these pictures of them having dessert first before they'd have their meal and it was just the sweetest thing to just see you know what they were doing to say yes to themselves and yes to each other yeah and and that concept is just about bringing lightness and joy because we are far too serious yeah we are far too serious most of the time we get so caught up in judging and expectations and trying to behave and trying to make sure that we're enough and all of these things because we forget that our value as a person is if is 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 fixed um and so we kind of can just we just get lost in like the the societal web of things that we need to do um and we forget that like wait a second you know living isn't about you know making society happy it's about making me happy um it's not about anyone else's stuff it's about me i want to like living is about experiencing life and doing what you want to do and being happy being fulfilled finding purpose having fun like that's what life should be about and we tend to forget that so, like, what are ways that you could, um, like, say yes to things that would bring you excitement, that make you happy? Like, even if it's small, like, I love going to Starbucks and getting a dragon drink. And it's this super <laughs> pink drink. Super pink. That is the only thing I get at Starbucks these days. Like, the only thing. Um, but it, it, it tastes glorious. It's like ambrosia of the gods. Like, I, I'm in love with this drink. She laughs at it. She, she laughs. Because half the time, uh, she is she comes with me whenever I get a dragon drink, and then it experiences my euphoria as I consume it. Um, but like something like that, like what is something that's really small that you can just get for yourself? That's like a treat or just something that you do. Um, like, have you? Do you really enjoy like journaling? Have you not been journaling because you feel like you don't have enough time? Well, if like you you just set aside like five minutes, two minutes, write a paragraph. Like, it doesn't, you don't need to sit there for an hour and, you know, uh, write out all of your thoughts kind of deal. Unless you want to do that, that's fine. But if you feel like there's other things you need to take care of and that would take up too much time, then just write a paragraph. You know, just like to do, do things that you love and that make you happy. And you don't have to expend 
it, 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 like an intense amount of time doing them or a long extended extended amount of time doing them but just yeah, there are small yeah. things that don't take very much time that make you feel really expansive. And, yep. and you just need to know what they are. You know, for me, I, I love the feeling of being in a shower. I love um, certain big box home improvement stores. I don't really know why. <laughs> um, and I, I love having a full tank of gas that feels like there's a, like a, a tremendous amount of freedom to that. Um, I love having a clean car, a clean house. I mean, there are certain things that just make me feel good. And yeah. so, you know, I, I, I was really clear for me that a number of years ago, I didn't know what made me feel good. And so many of you have gotten so wrapped up in family expectations or societal expectations or work expectations, you forgot what feels good. And so we really want to challenge you. Um, I want to wrap things up with, you know, what do you deserve? What do you deserve? You deserve whatever you really, really feel like makes your heart sing. Yes. You deserve it all. Yes. Uh, and then... Where are you taking a stand for yourself and your worthiness and where are you giving in to the voice? You know, whether it's you can't, um, maybe you can't isolate whose voice that is, but you know it's there. No, you can't have that dessert. No, you can't have that pair of shoes. No, you can't go on that trip. No, you can't take five minutes for yourself and journal. No, you can't take a bath by yourself in peace. Yeah. You know, whose voice is it that says you're not allowed to do that? And just allow yourself to dream of feeling that feeling of expansiveness of the love of the universe moving through you because you're saying yes to life. You're saying yes to giving. You're saying yes to receiving. And you're saying yes to you because you are worthy. Yes. That was beautiful. So until next time, we love you. Mm -hmm. Mwah. Mwah.